Welcome to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to pick on the smallest console that we could find. The Ouya? Are, are we still taking shots at that thing? No, come on, nobody remembers. Well, so actually, I think some people, look, Charlotte even has an Ouya. I have a little, tiny little console back here. This is actually, <laughs> this is actually how big it is. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, wow. We're not talking about the Ouya, we're talking about the Xbox Series S. Some people are pointing fingers at the Xbox Series S as the reason why Xbox has already missed out on one of the biggest games of 2023, that's Baldur's Gate 3 and that it could cause major issues for its more powerful sibling in the years to come. Yeah, some older statements have new resonance now that Baldur's Gate 3 is really good, or everyone understands that. It's the power disparity between the two consoles, the Series S and X. It's back in the headlines recently, uh, since like Bruce said, the PC smash hit Baldur's Gate 3. It's headed to the PS5, and we got a date on preloads now and all that but it's been delayed on Xbox. <sighs> What's the reason for the delay, Charlotte? Well, that, Bruce, is because Larian Studios is still trying to figure out how to make split-screen work on the less powerful Series S. Michael Douse, Larian's director of publishing, elaborated on Twitter back in July, quote, we've said many times in the past that the issue is getting split-screen working on the Series S, which is taking more time but is in progress. This is a huge technical hurdle, but we are unable to release the game on the ecosystem without this feature. And then Baldur's Gate went on to become the highest rated PC game of all time, according to Metacritic. So that changes the optics a little bit. Now the Series S is blocking one of the best games of all time from releasing on Xbox consoles entirely. And that qualifies as an oof, I think. So why don't they just release it on the Series X, Charlotte? Why and why? Who cares about the Series S? I don't know. Oh wait, actually, I do kind of know. Uh, well, that's because Microsoft insists on feature parity between its two Xboxes, meaning that the game's features need to be the same on both consoles. They have all those day one Game Pass launches anywhere you want to play your phone, your. Xboxes, your PC, whatever. But this is why the release date on Xbox is still very much in the air. Dow specifically mentioned feature parity as the reason for the delay, saying, quote, the issue is a technical hurdle. We cannot remove the split screen feature because we are obliged to launch with feature parity and so continue to try and make it work. Yeah, and the alternative isn't very fun either, which is developers intentionally not putting features in their game to make it easier to put on Series S. Either way, it's not a winning situation. Yeah, so this, this is all led to some people accusing the Xbox Series S of holding Microsoft back this console generation. Mm -hmm. Paul Tassi at Forbes said that it's an example of Microsoft not really thinking through the concept of the Series S from the start. Although, I don't know. I think Microsoft probably thought it through. They just accepted the consequences of it. Uh, Paul Tassi added, the further we get into this generation, the more modern games are pushing the technical envelope and the more Series S is straining to keep up and developers are straining to meet Microsoft's demands. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. You can easily see a future where more and more high-profile games just don't come to the Series X at all or are at best significantly delayed. Just because the Series S is holding it back requires additional time, money, technology, all sorts of loopholes just to get things working. Man, ain't it funny how the times change? Uh, the idea of a cheaper variant of a next-gen console won a lot of praise a few years ago. But now that price cutting is looking more and more like a big old anchor. Yeah, right? X Good guy Xbox giving us all cheap next-gen consoles at quarantine. And now we don't get Baldur's Gate 3! Nah. 
uh, it's a monkey's paw situation. Um, and it's not just Baldur's Gate 3. The issue has come up in the past with other games, which we will get to after a quick word from our sponsor, Soylent. Today's episode of Inside Games is brought to you by Soylent, your convenient, inexpensive meal in a bottle that can help you find all the time you need to explore those dialogue trees in Baldur's Gate 3, if you know what I mean. Personally, I've slipped into the routine of having a bottle of mocha in the morning. It's a quick and complete breakfast. It's a, it's a meal. It's a cup of coffee and 15 extra minutes of sleeping in, all in one bottle ready to go. Now some eagle-eyed cinephiles out there in the comments noticed an interesting similarity between the product Soylent and the 1973 sci-fi movie Soylent Green. Yeah, the, it's a bit intentional, you know. I am sorry to disappoint though, Soylent is not made of people, but they do have a mint green flavor, and after one swig, you'll swear you're wearing a jaunty kerchief in the future. Sure, you could keep living in the past, chopping and chewing your food like a caveman, or you could live in the future, saving time and money for what truly matters, video games. The first 500 people to use our link in the description and use code InsideGames30 will get 30% off their whole first order with Soylent, which is pretty awesome because Soylent is shelf stable. Once more, first 500 people to use link and code InsideGames30 get 30% off. Thank you, Soylent, for the support. Thank you for the support, Soylent. Last we left the story, there were more games besides Baldur's Gate 3 that had tripped over the Series S, lowered specs, and Charlotte, what are those games? Yeah, 2022's Gotham Knights, a Rocksteady developer said in a now-deleted tweet that multiplat games are, quote, hamstrung by the Series S's potato GPU. <laughs> oh, boy. So again, not a great sign to have your still fairly new console hamstrung by its little brother. Yeah, especially when developers start saying it publicly. Ugh, that means they're so frustrated they can't keep it in anymore and it's starting to bubble out. And Diablo 4 associate game director Joseph Piapiora explained on X that memory constraints, Twitter, that memory constraints were complicating the team's attempts to add more than one stash tab to in-game storage. Yeah, which, which ended up being a bit of a, a dangerous thing, giving people a little bit of technical information, but... Uh, it was interesting to see, though, because if you look at the stats, uh, the Xbox Series S has the least RAM of all of the three consoles out right now at 10 gigabytes. That's compared to the Series X and the PlayStation 5 16. So if it's not the culprit here, it's probably a contributing factor when it comes to memory restrictions. Yeah, except for the fact that Diablo 4's minimum PC specs are 8 gigs of RAM, same for Baldur's Gate 3. So maybe the Series S is setting the minimum spec for every platform because the Series S has less than 16 gigs of RAM, the new minimum becomes eight, which is really low. Hmm. Maybe without the Series S, it'd be 16 gigs is the minimum and developers would have twice the overhead? Yeah, and then theoretically that would mean that the minimum PC spec jumps up to 16 and the minimum video hardware jumps up as well. So it's all connected, I guess, if you want to think about it that way. Maybe the Series S is actually out there making sure that potato PCs can still run new releases since it's kind of forcing developers to hit a very low minimum spec. Lawrence, you're doing a lot of mental gymnastics and I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> We're trying to make the Series S somehow seem like the good guy when really it's looking like the reason Xbox owners get bigger games late or not at all. Oh, and speaking of getting games late or not at all, Final Fantasy 14 <laughs> and 16 producer Naoki Yoshida even vented some frustrations about platform friction on the Taiwanese YouTube channel Muyao for Superplayer. When asked about ongoing console debates, Yoshida responded, as translated by IGN, game platforms, I probably shouldn't say this, but I wish there was only one. It would be better for both the developers and the players. I kind of feel that sometimes. Uh, 
P I, I like a good console war like the next person, but sometimes some solidarity would be nice. Yeah, in a May interview with Game Informer, Yoshida also expressed the virtues of developing for a single platform, saying, quote, from a developer and programmer perspective, limiting development to one system makes it not only easier on us, but allows us the ability to optimize it. And that allows us the ability to maximize performance for that one system because we're only concentrating on that one system. Yeah, so while Yoshida isn't exactly calling out the Xbox Series S by name, Given his philosophies, it's unlikely he'd be excited to have to consider developing for it. Not to mention Square Enix cut a deal with Sony for platform exclusivity with Final Fantasy 16 anyway. So Yoshida got a check to fund his development and he didn't have to worry about developing for Xbox Series S. But the game didn't sell very well. So, I, you know, it was only on one platform. <laughs> Just like Square Enix, most customers are deciding to go with PlayStation 5. Uh, Xbox sales are once again lagging behind the PlayStation. As of last month, Sony has sold more than 40 million PS5s compared to an estimated 21 million for the Xbox Series X and S. Really shows the power once they got those uh, supply line snags worked out. Yeah, yeah, it, it really just took off. They were selling every PS5 they could make for a minute there. Uh, so now Microsoft's in a rough spot. I mean, they need big games to narrow the gap. But how are they going to get them when they also have the platform that requires the most headaches to develop for? I don't know. Ooh, yeah, bad, a little bad. This is all bad. Uh, as for Baldur's Gate 3 coming to Xbox, Douse said they, quote, hope to have an update by the end of the year. Oh, boy. That's a lot of months away. <laughs> well, uh, that brings us to the question. Do you guys think feature parity is actually killing the Xbox? It, I mean, it's hard to not see a pattern here. Yeah, it's interesting because this is like... I mean, this is a pretty substantial blow, especially for a game like Baldur's Gate that is so wide reaching and also offers cloud saves across platforms. I own it on PC, but if I get really into it, I may get it for PS5 down the line, but it, I'm probably not gonna get it for the Series S, which I do have. But also on the other side of that, I probably wouldn't have bought a current generation Xbox if they weren't offering the S. With my PC and my PS5, I didn't feel like I had any need for the Series X and my guess is, like you said earlier, one of you, I'm just saying you, the royal you, um, they probably did think it out. They probably did um, look at the math. And when you consider, like, who is, I don't know, who's, like, the, the main demo of uh, console buyers, you're probably going to have a lot of, like, games as service people, a lot of, like, COD and... and um, Fortnite and stuff that like can run on this and like rather than like more like I don't know I, you know Diablo 4 and Baldur's Gate 3 those are gamer ass games and like maybe it's more about which which demo they're actually targeting like is it actually being held back that much I also think that if they didn't have the Xbox Series S they'd be even more behind in sales to the PlayStation 5 right now they're fifth they sold 50% less than the PlayStation 5 and that's with the S. If they didn't have the S, I, I mean, we're looking at probably 30%. They may have sold, you know, 10 to 15 million or something of just the Series X. So I think in the long run, it's probably best for them that they, they did this because they made more money. Um, and they're going to have to drop it. I really do think they're going to have to drop feature parity here. Uh, I know that a bunch of uh, games media journalists people are tripping over themselves trying to figure out if the Series S can run Starfield. <laughs> But yeah, they're going to be like, it looks like garbage. Uh, it's, I promise you the first article that comes out talking about how Starfield sucks on the Series S is going to be huge. Yeah, so we'll see if it looks good on the Series S. If Starfield doesn't, that's an exclusive for Xbox. Yeah, I guess PC is just the high-spec Xbox now. Uh, and speaking of, um, 
this is, I guess, my kind of long view of it, which doesn't necessarily pertain specifically to Xbox, more that when it comes to how people make games and the, like, the technology platforms they target and the feature sets they try to put in, there's always going to be a bottleneck. There's always going to be something that sucks that they just have to support uh, because either the platform's too big or uh, there's something about it. Nintendo platforms, you know, used to be a pain in the ass. I, I'm sure the Switch is not great to develop for now, but it's got an install base of 100 million, so it cuts both ways. Uh, PC used to be that platform for like 20 years. It was the pain in the ass one that wasn't big enough to warrant developing for and was so varied and broken that it, it incurred all this extra cost uh, in terms of features uh, like bug testing and support. So people would just cut the platform, um, which sucked uh, as somebody who really likes PC. So it's really interesting now to see that like the PC platform got big enough that enduring all of its annoyances suddenly became worth it. I'm sure that's what uh, Microsoft was hoping would happen with Xbox or the Series S, that if they launched it at that time, it would just take off in sales and then become a force that had to be acknowledged. But now they're in this, like I feel like maybe like a halfway state where it's sold enough and it would really suck to, sit, to tell people that bought a Series S, like, okay, you, you're cut off now. New games won't work on your thing. Um, maybe they will do that or just have to launch an entirely new line. I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's a tough thing to dedicate to. I feel like they probably did it for marketing purposes. It would just be too annoying to try to tell people that a 1X can run some things, a Series S can run some things, and a Series X can run some things. It's like those spreadsheets for like, like uh, releases being parsed out by early access, beta, what time, are you a, a Battle.net Plus member? And it, it's just like, it's like a matrix of just like, when can I play the game? <laughs> Yeah. I don't think Microsoft will like that's not more appealing to customers either to, to break it off and make it because like it's just PS5. What do you want? PS5. Can it run the game? Yes, that's it. So, uh, yeah, it's a bummer. Hey, so here are some patrons. We have an Inside Games Patreon that helps support these episodes. And that's the reason we make them is because of you, the patrons. So here's some patrons that always live life to the Series X. Abbreviated sex, by the way. Not Gak, Alex Stone, Talia Monochrome, Keto White, and Dougal Tutpa. Well, that's impressive. That's very impressive. Uh, I have some patrons here. I got to admit, they get a little heartburn when it gets to Series X territory. Just Series S for them. Thank you. And some room temperature water. Mark Fletcher, Lenny Neves, Jonathan Lenowski, Tito007, and Kyle Abbott. Take it easy. Just take it easy. Uh, Lawrence, I can't view the meme. I don't know what it is. Oh, no. I also can't view the meme. I couldn't last week, but I didn't want to be put in the position of saying, can I request access to a meme? It's a, a gentle ribbing of the games industry. It's well composed. It's topical. The satire is uh, poignant, potent, and and pointed. Should we just have me like reacting face only to the memes and that should be what people get <laughs> and then super patrons can actually get to see the meme reflected in my glasses 